Amen. Turn in your Bibles with me to Acts chapter 4. And this is a verse that we're quite familiar with. I'm going to read in your hearing uh, just verse 21. It says, so when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since they all glorified God for what he had done. On last week, we talked about the power of agreement. We talked about more or less prayer partners. But this week and next week, we're going to be talking about prayers partner. We're going to be talking about things that link up with prayer, that boost prayer to another level. Are you all with me? Prayers partner. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we know that you are in this place. And in the name of Jesus, we ask, oh God, that you would have your way. We ask that you would allow your spirit to speak to our hearts and speak to our minds, oh God. Break up the fallow ground, Heavenly Father, and allow your word to fall on good soil. And in the name of Jesus, may we be like those in Hebrews who mix faith with the word of God, and then it will profit us. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would bear much fruit in our lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen and amen. I'm almost afraid to ask how your weeks were. You all just answered. With all the moaning and groaning, I can only imagine uh, what kind of week that you had. And oftentimes, we experience trials and tribulations. We experience drama and trouble. We experience all kinds of things. And the Bible is not without counsel on how we are to go through the things we experience. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Anxious, that's another word for worry. That's another word for being stressed out. That's a, another word for just ready to throw in the towel. The Bible says, don't be stressed out about anything. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And so the Bible says that don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Now, we got to be honest today. That takes a little bit of skill. That takes skill to pray about it instead of worrying about it. It takes skill to, to instead of calling your girlfriend, instead of telling your problems to your boys at the gym, Instead of calling your mama, instead of calling Pookie and them, instead of telling everybody else what's going on in your life, taking everything to God in prayer. Now, that, that takes a discipline. And I am sure that if we do that, we will experience something miraculous in our life. Uh, the song says, oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Some of us are going through some things that we don't need to go through. Some of us are experiencing some troubles and some drama that we don't have to go through. If we would just take it to the Lord 
in prayer. But when we read this verse, it's not just enough in everything with prayer and supplication to make your requests known. There are two little words in this verse. Do you all know what those words are? Okay, then look in your Bibles and find them. With thanksgiving. So it says, in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Now, if it was already hard to pray in the midst of drama, it's real hard. I mean, we couldn't even find it. We glossed over that word. We didn't even see it good. We read the verse. I read the verse. Y'all read the verse. And everybody missed the with thanksgiving. The Bible tells us that when we pray, we must come with thanksgiving. I mean, we patting ourselves on the back. The fact that we didn't stress about it, the fact that you didn't get cussed out about it, the fact that we are not going crazy about it, the fact we didn't lose our mind over it, and instead we prayed about it, we should get kudos just for that. But the Bible says something different. The Bible says that you don't come into God's presence any old kind of way. The Bible says that you have got to come with thanksgiving. Now, he said, I'll leave the light on for you. He said, the gate's always going to be open, but you've got to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his holy name. Psalm 116 verse uh, 17 says, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and I will call upon the name of the Lord. See, David understood that before I ask for anything, I've got to thank you for the blessings I've already received. And so as we begin to bless God and as we begin to go into his presence, we have got to go giving thanks. That means you can't come into God's presence with an attitude. Like, Lord, I paid my tithe instead of my mortgage, and now they trying to foreclose on my house. Lord, I've been a vegetarian all these years, and now they're telling me I got cancer. Lord, I treated them right, and they did me wrong. Lord, we come to God with attitude. We come to God, especially if we feel like we were doing right. Now, we understand, you know, we come with our tail between our legs if we was doing wrong, and, 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 and we'll take whatever he gives us. But when we feel like we were doing right, then we come in a little puffed up, and we have an attitude because we did the formula. We named it and claimed it. Now, we want to frame it. Where is that, God? Sometimes we come with an attitude. And see, the thing about it is, uh, like with President Obama, people get on Fox News channel, they say all kind of stuff about him, and they don't like this, but we let them walk in the room. Then they stand like they got sense. Yes, sir. No, sir. Uh, is that, would that be all, oh, Mr. President? You know, it ain't no Barack, it ain't no Hussein, it's Mr. President. 
They come into his presence with some respect. They come into his presence like they have some sense. They come into his presence, and if they being evil, if we being evil, know how to give a piece of respect to a man, how much more respect should we give and how much more honor should we give to the king of kings and the lord of lords and the president of presidents and the prime minister of prime ministers, and the mighty God, the prince of peace, the ruler of all. He deserves our praise and honor. So, yeah, we want to have an attitude. And, yeah, we're going through things that stress us out and, and, and irritate us. David experienced this. That's why David had to command his soul. He said, bless the Lord, soul, and everything else in there. He said, yeah, yeah, we got an attitude. Yeah, we wish God would hurry up. Yeah, we would like to see some other stuff. But guess what, soul? You better bless the Lord and everything else within me. We're going to bless his name. And then he began to say, and forget not all his benefits. Because that's what we do. Because, see, when we have issues and when we have drama and when we have trials and when we have tribulations, we are focused on that and we forget all the other stuff that God has done. And the Bible says that he daily loads us with benefits. He doesn't sprinkle them. He doesn't distribute them. He doesn't add while supplies last. The Bible says that he daily loads us with benefits. We are so blessed that we're just so used to it. We can't even uh, see the blessings anymore. We walking through life, we don't feel blessed. If you got as many bill collectors calling my, you don't feel blessed. You know, sometimes you're feeling down. You don't look blessed, and so you don't think you're blessed. I read this little story about um, these two friends. They met each other on the street, and, and the guy was just looking all sad and, and, and down. And he's like, man, what's wrong? He said, oh, my uncle died three weeks ago. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. And he left me $40,000 free and clear. He's like, oh, sorry to hear about your loss, but I ain't mad at you. Said, and then two weeks ago, my cousin died and, and left me $85,000. And then last week, my great aunt died, left me a quarter of a million dollars. He's like, man, I don't understand why you're so sad. He said, this week? Nothing. <laughs> Sometimes we get so used to being blessed that we have an attitude. Anybody else be in that situation, they be jumping up and blessing God and carrying on, and we walking around with an attitude because we are so used to living in the favor of God. We're so used to experiencing his bountiful blessings. And we can get so caught up in our business 
that we miss our blessing. So the Bible says that as you come in prayer, that you have got to come with thanksgiving. You've got to find a reason to thank God. You have got to look for blessings, and I am positive they are there. It's just about you have to look for them. We find the things that we look for. When we think somebody's going to have an attitude or roll their eyes, without a doubt, it happens. You think the cashier going to be slow and that line going to go faster. Watch. It does. Uh, there was a story of this Native American in New York, and he was with this other guy, and they were walking down the street, and he said, do you hear that? I mean, there's taxis going on, there's traffic, there's lots of noise and, and, and all kind of stuff. And he's like, what? He said, there's a cricket somewhere. He's like, man, are you kidding? A cricket? He said, yeah, I hear, I hear a cricket somewhere. There's a cricket. He's like, man, th there's no way you can hear a cricket amongst all this noise. And he said, yes, there is a cricket somewhere. He went to one of those large planters and he found this cricket. He said, amazing, how did you hear that? Now, nobody heard anything. He said, it's all about what you're looking for. He said, watch this, and he dropped a quarter, and everybody on New York Street started looking. They all stopped and was looking. They heard money amidst all of the, the, the taxis, amidst all of the noise, amidst all of the talking. When some money was on the floor, it was amazing. People looking back, making sure they're not losing anything. It's you find what you are looking for. You hear what you are tuned in for. And so in the midst of our situations, we have got to look for the blessings. Corey Ten Boom, she was in a German concentration camp with her sister. And she got lice, and not just in her hair, she got them all over her body. And she was angry, and she was upset, and she had an attitude. And her sister said, remember, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And she said, now how am I supposed to give thanks for lice? This don't make no sense. But she decided, okay, God, thank you. She found out later that because she was sick with the lice, she was spared from serious assaults from the German soldiers. It seemed like an inconvenience and some craziness, but then when she realized that little trial saved her life, then she had a real praise. Thank you, God. Then she had a real praise. We have got to take our minds off our situations and begin to focus on our solution. And the thing about it is, the antithesis of praise and thanksgiving is worry. And worry ain't nothing but the devil's praise. Did you all hear what I said? It ain't nothing but the devil's praise. You sitting there, I mean, the Bible says he'll keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on him. The Bible says that we're supposed to bless it, let his praise continually be in our mouths. And when we start to think about 
what's going on and all of the trials and what the enemy is doing. And then we call our sisters and we call our brothers and we call our best friends and we tell them, you know, we're supposed to declare the good works of God, but we're sitting here meditating on what the devil doing. We're marinating on what the devil's doing. We are calling and testifying about what the devil's doing. That's why the Bible tells us in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And I'm going to be honest. It's not because God just power tripping. And he needs somebody to tell him. You know, God ain't insecure. And he don't need somebody to tell him how great he is. He know that already. I mean, the heavens declare his glory. If you don't say nothing else, the earth, the, 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 the heavens declare his glory and the firmament show forth his hand. The angels cry, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. If you don't never say anything else, God is straight because he knows all and he is all and he has all power. And he's not tripping off of you. He's not tripping off of me. He is all sufficient all by himself. Praise benefits us. Did you all hear what I said? It benefits us. Because the very next verse says, and the peace of God. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So when you begin to live a life of praise and thanksgiving, it's like you all know those um, noise canceling headphones. I was trying to figure out how those worked. And I'm going to try to explain it to you, and I hope you all understand it. But the good ones, not the cheap, cheap ones, but the real good ones, they have a microphone in them that gets the noise from around. It filters in this microphone, and then it emits the very opposite of the noise waves that comes in, and it cancels it out. And so as the noise and mess comes in, it gets it, and it immediately sends out an anti-noise wave and cancels it out. And so you sitting in here in this whole peaceful little thing right here because the headphones are on the outside keeping it out. And the Bible says that when we go before God with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, it seems like that praise begins to emit some kind of mess-canceling thing that, that, that keeps the drama out of our hearts and our minds. That's how the peace of God that passes all understanding can guard can keep so when mess want to come in praise is like uh-uh not today it guards your heart and mind he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because he trusts in him and so praise is for our benefit number one perfect peace becomes ours number two praise demonstrates faith and trust. See, it's one thing to be like, oh yeah, I go to Imani and we, 
you know, praise is our middle name. It's one thing to say that. But then when your coworker sees you sitting there looking depressed and decrepit, then they wondering, you know, what's going on. And the Bible says in Psalm 5, verse 11, but let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. And so the Bible says that everybody who trusts in the Lord, then they need to rejoice. Everybody who believes that God is going to do what he said he would do, those are the ones that need to be filled with joy. So not only is it a declaration of faith, not only does it unleash perfect peace, but the Bible tells us that it also confuses the enemy. We read it in our opening text in Acts chapter 4. It says that they could not punish them. They could find no way to punish them because of the people, because everybody was glorifying God. They were in a state of confusion. They could not figure out a way. And this is not the only place where praise confused the enemy. In Judges chapter 7, verse 22, the story of Gideon, they blew the trumpets and they shouted for the Lord and for Gideon. And the Bible says that, 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 that they, the enemies were confused and killed one another. Also in Joshua, uh, the people began to shout and blow the trumpets and God demolished the walls. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 22, because see, some people think that when we ask you to praise and stuff, it's just because we don't want to be standing up here singing by ourselves. That don't have anything to do with it. We want you to have a praise perimeter in your life. We want you to experience the victory in your life. And so turn to Chronicles chapter Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20. You all need to see this. Verse 22. And I believe this is what happens. Not only there, but this is what happens. I'm going to give you all a couple verses on praise so that you know biblically and theologically that you have got to open up your mouth. You have got, if you are the redeemed, you had better say so. Verse 22, it says, now when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. And so when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush on the enemy. Did you all, that, that should have made somebody break out in song. Psalm chapter 149. Y'all going to use your Bibles today. Psalm chapter 149. It says, praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song and his praise in the assembly of saints. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name with the dance. Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. Now watch this. 
Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. So it looked like they're at home now. So the first part, you know, at church, dance and, and, and praise God, sing. But when, you, when we say the benediction, God is not expecting his praises to just stop. He said, when you get home, you still cut your step. When you get home, you still shout unto God. The next verse, let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the people to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute on them the written judgment. This honor have all his saints. Praise the Lord. So this verse is saying, because mind you, it didn't say this is the honor that all the soldiers have. He said anybody who can open up their mouth and begin to praise God, anybody who allows the praises of God to be in their mouth and the two-edged sword in their hand, for the Lord the word of the Lord is as a two-edged sword. You, you, do you all hear me? If you have the praises in your mouth and the word in your hand, which is the sword of the spirit, hello, somebody. The Bible says that you get to execute the written judgment on your enemies. It said this is the honor of all the saints. That should make, do you all know what the written judgment is? But my God shall crush Satan under your feet shortly. That's what the word says. That, that Jesus came to destroy the powers of the devil. The Bible says that there is some stuff that's going to fall on the enemy's head. The written judgment. But it's not going to happen if y'all sitting there looking at me. The Bible says that we have got to open up our mouths and begin to praise God. Even if we are sick and shutting, even if we're laying on our bed, that is no excuse not to open up our mouth and give God a praise. The enemy is defeated when we praise God. Our prayers are boosted when we praise God. God, deliverance comes when we praise God. Now, how does that happen? It's not just that deliverance comes, but the Bible says that God inhabits the praise of his people. That means that God lives in the praises of his people. That means that when you begin to praise God, it's not that deliverance comes, but the deliverer comes. Now, that should make somebody excited. So I'm saying that when everybody is acting up at work and you want to tell them about themselves, you begin to just say in the atmosphere, the God I serve is mighty to save because of Christ. I always triumph. God is great and greatly to be praised. And God enters in that situation. God enters in your workplace. Why? Because God enters in your praise. 
so your deliverance comes, but most of all, the deliverer comes. Some of us are wondering, we're feeling far from God, and, and we want to know how can we get close to him. Make him a house. Make him a house of praise. You begin to worship God, and God says that he'll live in that praise. Yeah, but what if I'm not right? What if, what if you know, I mean, I don't know if I really want God to just, like, come down. I ain't been living right. I ain't been doing right. Turn to Isaiah chapter 48. I hope you all writing these down. I hope you all remember this. I may have to come back to this because this is going to bring you all victory in your life. I'm talking about this is for people who, who wonder if, you know, if they allowed to praise God because you know, because people be like, because baby's in the club Friday night and then going to be all up in church Saturday morning. Yeah, pray for him, pray for him. Now, I'm not saying you need to be in the club Friday night. But what I am saying is that that does not negate the fact that you need to bless God. The Bible says, let everything that have breath. Do you understand? The demons going to tremble. The, the every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. God wants to be close to you and you get in his presence. I'm going to read the verse in, 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 in Isaiah 48. But watch this. I, because you all know the story in Acts chapter 16, beginning at verse 25, when Paul and Silas at midnight are praying and singing hymns to uh, the Lord. And, and, the, and the Bible really makes like, uh, in the Greek, it makes like the songs were the prayers. It was a simultaneous thing. The prayers were songs. And the Bible says that, that the prison began to shake and the chains fell off. Now the chains fell off of the, you know, the good godly men, Paul and Silas. But when that, that praise was so powerful that the praise, the chains fell off the, the murderers. The, the chains fell off the rapists. The chains fell off the thieves. The Bible said the chains fell off of everybody. How many know that when you begin to praise God and God comes in that praise where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. They got delivered off the of praise. And so watch this. Because see, I don't want, because the enemy is going to be in your head like, you know, you can't be doing that. Or, you know, when they're saying, I'm trading my sorrows, my pain, my shame. If you was doing crazy stuff last night, then that needs to be your song this morning. You need to say, I'm trading the pain. I'm trading the shame. I'm trading the sin. I'm giving it to you. And I want the joy of the Lord. This is the verse that helped me. A uh, verse, uh, chapter 48, verse 9. It says, for my name's sake, I will defer my anger. And for my praise, I will restrain it from you so that I don't cut you off. Did you all hear what I said? Did you all hear what I said? God says, 
Now, yeah, you, yeah, you need to be cut off. But for my name's sake, he said, for my praise, I will restrain my anger from you. I tell you what, I, I learned to bless the Lord. I, I've been walking down the street and doing my walk, and I get to thinking about that, and I just begin to praise the Lord on the side of the road. Uh, I, I told my husband one time we were driving, and I said, you better pray every light stay green, because if one turns red, I'm getting out this car and running all around it. I, I, I mean, I've been at Costco pushing my cart, and all of a sudden I break into it, and y'all may think I'm crazy, but I should have been cut off. But God in his goodness, and God in his mercy, and God in his love, and God in his grace, for his praise. So I'm going to be a worshiper. David said, I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise ain't going to leave my mouth. And now I'm not talking about faking it. I'm not talking about just singing a song because the, the, the music is playing. I'm talking about from your belly. Really blessing God that he is a deliverer. Blessing God that he is a redeemer. Blessing God that he is a forgiver. Blessing God that he is a restorer. Blessing God that he can find you when you're lost and bring you home. Blessing God that he can make you over that though you were in sin. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Blessing God for the blood of Jesus. Blessing God for his cleansing power. Blessing God. Because he's so good. We've got to praise him. That's why, the, that's why the Bible says that you can come with your prayers, but enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. I hope, you, I hope this bear in the name of Jesus with the life in my tongue, I speak life to this seed today. Let it fall in our lives and bear much fruit. And so in the midst of our situation, when we have that pen of praise, we can begin to write all over the drama, deliverance. Thank you. With that pen of praise, we can begin to write over the pandemonium, peace. Thank you. In the middle of our troubles and trials, we can begin to write over stuff. In the middle of the storms of grief, we can write showers of blessing. Thank you. In the midst of our mess, we can write God still has a message. Thank you. In the midst of our test, we can find a testimony. Thank you. In the midst of whatever we are going through, God will bring us through and not just any old kind of way but triumphantly. Thank you. Oh, we've got to bless him even in the dungeon of despair. Deliverance. Thank you. Oh, the God that we serve is worthy of our praise. The God that we serve is worthy of our thanksgiving. The God that we serve, he's worthy. 
Heaven has tilted in our favor. It stacked it up so that we can be blessed. It doesn't even make sense. But he's done it for us. We're undeserving. But he did it. And hear me when I say if he never does another thing, he's already outdone himself. And so we have got to thank him. We've got to give him glory. We've got to give him honor. As the musicians begin to play, God is calling us as we pray that linked up with our prayers gotta be praise. Praise has to be prayer's partner. Do you all hear what I'm saying? Now, now when you get there, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I mean, because some of us don't think we can pray. It's all the way in the middle of the prayer where we get, forgive us our debts as we forgive. Don't let the devil get in your head and make you think that you cannot come before God. Yes, he will forgive you. Yes, you must ask him. But the Bible says, let everything that have breath. I mean, the trees, the heavens, the everything. God said the hard-headed rocks will bless him if need be. And they ain't doing nothing but being hard-headed. How much more us who tasted and seen that God is good. On your next steps. See, this is our call to, to action. God is calling us to remember what God has done. Some of us need to keep a praise journal and begin to write down all of the blessings for the next week, all the blessings we have experienced, especially if we don't feel very blessed. Then we need to pray, Lord, open up our eyes and help me to see the blessings. Some of us may need to memorize Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her both in the Lord. Learn, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. You need that in your heart. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Some of you may just need to do a praise party and read Psalm 145 through 150. Just praise all up and through there. And some of us need to do all of that and recommit. I mean, prayer and praise are partners. And so we probably, we definitely need to recommit to being at prayer meeting so we can partner our praise with prayer, amen? There's some of you, you may want to join this church. You realize that this is a God-believing, Bible-following, kingdom-ushering-in assembly of God, and you want to be a part. You may want to learn more about Bible studies. You may want to learn more. What, what do I need to do to be baptized? On the other side, all of that is here. This is the time 
that you all fill this out. And every single body, I want you to fill this out. God wants to do something great. Do you all know that song, Give Thanks? And they're playing, y'all are playing that so beautifully. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ. gracious heavenly father lord we just want to thank you because you've been so good to us lord we missed a lot of the blessings but we believe it when you said that you daily load us with benefits and so we just want to thank you we want to thank you for keeping us from danger seen and unseen we want to thank you for giving us a reasonable portion of our health we want to thank you for keeping us in our right mind. We want to thank you for keeping us when we were out of our mind. We want to thank you, oh God, for being in this place and speaking to us, oh God. We just want to thank you. Lord, as we leave this place, we are making commitments right now in the name of Jesus. Seal these commitments, oh God. Heavenly Father, I ask that you would allow us to experience a deeper relationship with you this week as we take the next steps in growing in Christ. Open our eyes that we may see those blessings. And most of all, help us as we have been blessed to be a blessing to others. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Somebody give the Lord a praise in this place. Hallelujah!